Hello everyone, welcome to the Tower of Babel Game of Thrones breakdown for Season 4, Episode 7, Mockingbird. Uh, I'm Julian. I'm uh, Dan. What's up, Dan? Yo. Um, and for those of you just tuning in for the first time, joining us for the first time, uh, we will follow the show as a show so we don't discuss any book spoilers at all. Uh, Dan's read the books, I haven't. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much what we do. Um, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Tower Babblecast. Um, and uh, yeah, so we'll just jump right into it because this is actually one of my favorite episodes of the season. Um, and we'll start at uh, King's Landing, I guess, because why yeah. not? Yeah, that's where we always pretty much start. So um, I'm going to do, I'm going to stick, it starts with Jamie and Tyrion, and I want to stick with uh, the Tyrion all the way through because I think um, it just it's easier to talk about that way. Um, okay. So we have uh, Tyrion in his uh, cell, um, following right after his great speech from the end of last week, uh, and he's kind of dealing with the fallout, talking with uh, with Jamie, and uh, they're discussing, you know, what's what's he gonna do? I mean, maybe I shouldn't have. It's I think he's kind of regretting maybe freaking out and messing up this whole plan. I mean, living at the wall might suck, but it's still better than still living. Know, yeah. So I think that's kind of what Jamie's trying to tell him. Not that it really matters now anyway. Um, so yeah. So, and then he, he's asking, it's like, you know, Jamie, do you kind of, can you, can you kind of be my champion here? I kind of need someone to, to, you know, fight for me. And, uh, obviously he can't, well, he does, it's not obvious, but he, he, he can't because his hands, because his whole hand thing, and he's not very good with his left hand any uh, yet, I guess, assuming he, he hasn't been training with Braun in a while. I don't know if they have, maybe they have. It, it's kind of implied that they're doing that behind the scenes, I guess, okay. but it's he's not getting much better. Well, that's too bad because uh, that would have <laughs> been a good fight to see anyway. It even says, uh, uh, Tyrion's like, you know, even if you lose, it still smites or like spites, you know, our father. Their dad. Yeah. And he just, they just. But I don't think it, Jamie really wants to. Yeah, I don't. Like I mean, that. he he kind of laughed, but I mean, it was, I think he still, he's like, you know, I still like to live. Um, and at this point, we don't know who uh, Cersei has named champion, um, or at least during this scene, we haven't learned that. Yeah. And, um,. So yeah, like he said, well, maybe I still have Braun, who I mean, he's done, he's fought for me in the past, blah blah blah, and you know, mm -hmm. so this that self sets up the whole thing, and it goes over the entire episode. But the next very next scene is Cersei going out to uh, talk to the Mountain. So uh, Clegane is back. I said Gregor. It's Gregor. Gregor. Yeah. Yeah. And he's I don't what is exactly is he doing here? Like I'm not really. Is he tra <laughs> training? He's like, I guess he's executing you know, prisoners, it's, it's kind of a weird scene. But yeah. yeah. They're just throwing these poor people at him for him to slaughter. I'm thinking it's like, well, he's not like he's really training. Cause it's not like these people are any good. He's really killing them. Yep. And it was, just, I guess it was more for visual. And this guy who, we, I mean, we haven't seen since season one is huge. This guy's huge. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is the third actor to play that role, but this, like he's, he is gigantic. He, uh, fills the role. <laughs> No pun intended. Oh wait, what was the pun intended? It was it was deliberate. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so he doesn't seem like he's the best actor, but he, that doesn't really matter. Oh, whatever. He doesn't have to be. That's a very one-dimensional. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. He's he just big likes and to strong kill and kill people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
so we and then so that we learned that's so like oh okay well i guess we're glad that jamie's not fighting him because you'd probably die and most people would probably die fighting the mountain yeah um see the way he uses that two-handed greatsword in one hand like it's nothing is that what is that what, oh that's something they focus on in the books like i mean obviously it's a prop sword so it probably doesn't weigh a lot anyways but it's supposed to be like a regular two-handed greatsword that he just uses it with one hand huh well I hope they mention that because that is pretty impressive. Like when you look at how big like ice was or whatever, yeah, no one can really carry that in one hand. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we go back to Tyrion, um, not right away, but uh, this time he's visited by uh, Fancy Bronn, and he's he's got a nice cape and he's dressed all f- like you know all nice. He's got new Lordly. clothes, and uh, he's kind of kind of sucks because like he's kind of like showing off with the whole bribe thing that Cersei did for him right and uh and yeah it's like this whole scene is kind of just like sad and it's like you know he's not gonna he's not gonna fight for him I mean he says as much yeah he's like I'm not gonna do it and but he, and he's like he feels bad about it I guess but at the same time it's like you kind of understand from his point of view it's like why would I why would I yeah. fight this massive person and even if I won I would still probably get killed by Cersei anyway it's like why even risk like it and he even yeah. says it's like what is his line it's like oh when have you ever risked your life for me you know yeah and uh, the broad you know he's looking out for number one and he's that's always been their relationship he's told him from the beginning you know yeah well, he's all uh, oh, i like you yeah he's like i liked you but it's like i don't like you i like me more you know mm-hmm. so like i said it just it's it's a great. I mean, anytime we see Braun, it's awesome, right? Uh, it just kind of sucks that he's. Uh... So what's his plan? He's going to go marry some. Get married to the... one of the ladies of the court. Uh, who has a castle, but her older sisters. But she has to yeah. kill her older sister. Yeah, kind of. Okay. Well, whatever. I mean, it's it's a plan. It's better than it's better than nothing. <laughs> and yeah, like Tyrion has nothing to offer him to you know to yeah. change his to sway his mind you know exactly it's like well I could bring you give you money it's like Cersei could pay you more blah 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 and this is the whole thing it's like well I could be I might be the warden of the north one day maybe you know it's like lots of ifs and maybes but there's nothing yeah you know I can't buy him a fancy new cape <laughs> <laughs> um and then finally um so two he's kind of like heartbroken twice and kind of. I and as far as the audience or Tyrion is is concerned, like those are his only two, yeah. the only two people that would back him, right? At the time, I was like, I, I don't know what he's going to do now. He's screwed. Yeah. Like I don't know. And then you have later in the episode. So this doesn't all these don't happen in succession. But um, like I said, I want to talk about it this way. And so and then later in the episode, we get Oberyn coming to visit. I guess it's at nighttime and it's mm-hmm. dimly lit. And uh, this is this is the winner for my be- favorite scene of the episode oh, for oh, sure, hands down. So good. And I actually read what I was reading up on the recap. Um, this is actually the first scene that Pedro Pascal, who plays Oberyn, he's the actually this is the first scene he shot for Game of Thrones. Really? Yeah. So, it, which gives it, I guess, even it's a little intense. bit more, uh, like, yeah, like props for that, like, because it's so it's literally so good. Like the whole story of him visiting <laughs> Castle Rock, and like, um, maybe it's just his, uh, you know, uh, where is he from? Uh, Dorne. No, no, no. What's his? What's oh, he actually real from? Life? Real life. Yeah. I think he's from somewhere in South America. I want to say Chile or uh, I think Chile. He's Chilean, I think. Um, sure. His Chilean accent might have just been what sold it for me. But either way, he the the whole story is great. And then how he's you know he's like oh, I was excited to see a monster, and you know I was disappointed. I, I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put a clip in. I like, probably right now. The whole way from Dorne, 
All anyone talked about was the monster that had been born to Tywin Lannister. A head twice the size of his body, a tail between his legs, claws, one red eye. The privates of both a girl and a boy. That would have made things so much easier. When we met your sister, she promised she would show you to us. Every day we would ask, every day she would say, soon. Then she and your brother took us to your nursery and she unveiled the free. Your head was a bit large, your arms and legs were a bit small, but no claw. No red eye, no tail between your legs, just a tiny pink cock. We didn't try to hide our disappointment. That's not a monster, I told Cersei. That's just a baby. And she said he killed my mother. And she pinched your little cock so hard I thought she might pull it off until your brother made her stop. It doesn't matter, she told us. Everyone says he will die soon. I hope they are right. He should not have lived this long. Sooner or later, Cersei always gets what she wants. And what about what I want? Justice for my sister and her children. If you want justice, you've come to the wrong place. I disagree. Come to the perfect place. I want to bring those who have wronged me to justice, and all those who have wronged me are right here. I will begin with Sir Gregor Clegane, who killed my sister's children, and then raped her with their blood still on his hands, before killing her too. be your champion. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> um, I just loved the, how it was delivered. Like I said, the lighting was great. Uh, the acting was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And then the when it ends and you get the whole, you know, I'll be your champion uh, thing. It, in retrospect, makes perfect sense, right? Yeah, because when you think about what he it. came here for, basically. Yeah, but... For his revenge. So, it's just the perfect opportunity for yeah. him. I mean, it's I guess he, it's really not so much to save Tyrion because, I mean, he doesn't dislike Tyrion. Um, like, he's yeah. kind of the whole point of the story. It's just more to get revenge. And the whole line of, um, I've never met a Lannister who, um, what does he say something about, uh, who has the same appreciation for dead Lannisters as I do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so anyway, I, th- I just... That hands down winner of my like my favorite scene of the entire episode without without I've said this before but pretty much every scene with Oberyn in it has been my favorite of the episode so far everyone every, uh, every even episode the one with, that has Oberyn even that in one it. With Cer- even the one that when he's talking to Cersei about the ship not that one that was the only one probably I don't <laughs> he's been pretty good this season it's true um so what else can we take away from the scene um he's so he's gonna be his champion um we know he's fighting uh, the, the mountain. mountain. 
is he good enough to even beat the mountain? Like, I don't know. Well, we haven't really seen either of them do much, but we know, obviously, the mountain's renowned for being just a monster. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. We haven't seen much from Oberyn other than that uh, one Lannister guy he stabbed in the hand, right? That's true. I mean, that so was he, you know, nice. he's fast. You know, he's mm-hmm. quick on the draw, and he's smart. He, he outthinks his opponent. In the books, is he supposed to be like well known as like a good fighter? Or we know the whole thing with the poisons now. Yeah, in but... the books, he's relatively well known as for for his uh, fighting skills and like and as well for poison using poison. Can you use poison in the trial for like combat? No, I think that would be considered a coward's weapon. I know, because like, poison's all about like secrecy. Like you know, I know, but like maybe you had like your the sword like tipped in like some sort of poison of some kind. Yeah, you know, I don't know. You do know, but I mean, not you. I know everything. <laughs> well, no, you don't, because not all the books are out yet. Um, so is this is this scene right out of the book? Pretty much, yeah. Is it like is it like word for word? I'm guessing there's some that were taken right straight. Well, from I mean, the I book, haven't but... read the third book in a while, but I, I wouldn't say word for word. But basically, yeah, it's the same premise, and it's exactly as surprising when it happens. Yeah, you know. Yeah. No. I've, oh, so it's so. I've, it's one of those things where. It's like I feel like in a book I would end up like as I was reading it I would be I would get to like halfway down the page and I would see like a line like that and I'm, yeah and it would like ruin the surprise for me because <laughs> um, that happens in books for whatever reason you can see the whole page right so it's like but you're you're drawn to ones that are like yeah. shorter sentences or paragraphs or whatever yeah um so yeah, this is where uh, I, don't, I don't know if this is better in the book or would you say this is the was it done better here or written book better obviously like i'm always on the side of the book again I have <laughs> always oh no matter well, what always on because the side of the book. like I, I knew it was coming and in the book i didn't but uh they're both done very well okay. and look forward to next episode it's called the mountain and the viper well then obviously it's gonna be them fighting which is yeah, awesome right away you don't have to wait <laughs> too long um well it's two weeks right yeah yeah uh so only have three episodes left right so next being episode eight nine being the big one that we're all that from every other season but we've already had so many great episodes that I don't know what they're going to do for it. Uh, for, uh, for <coughs> they said from the beginning episode. they weren't going to do like a big penultimate episode. It was going to be more steady throughout, which it has been. There's been a lot of big stuff happening. I would season. still be surprised if they didn't do something big for episode nine. You know, I'm sure. Like, I mean, just knowing what's coming up, they kind of have to, but mm-hmm. like, it's how they pace it, you know? Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to say on this scene before we move on? Not on that particular mm-hmm. one. No, that's... Well, I just I thought it was just really yeah, like sad. Like you could see Tyrion like holding back like tears. Like he was, he didn't really say much, but like yeah, just like you could see it on his face. Like he was yeah. probably like he was there was a lot cry. of emotion there. Yeah. And uh, it, yeah, it made me because hold he, back he had been pretty much he was dead. You know yeah, that he was out of options. Like yeah, he was virtually dead, and now he actually right. has he has hope. But usually that means in Game of Thrones that means uh, <laughs> that hope will be dashed quickly. Um, so moving on into the Riverlands, we have Arya and the Hound, and they come across a dying man. I, I guess the village had been sacked by, uh, did they say who, or I, I'm not, I can't remember. It's not really clear. All the fighting in the Riverlands is the, the north and the south. Everybody's just kind of raiding. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, so this dying guy is actually pretty funny for a dying guy. <laughs> As that was the first thing I noticed. And I think he was, he was a good actor and it was the scene was great but um really the standout line is the whole you know nothing is you know better or worse than anything anything. it's just nothing which i think is from some of the trailers from early in the season i can't i'm not sure for for sure but uh that was great and then obviously it's like uh they have 
it's more of a bonding moment with Arya and the Hound. Arya t- like tells him his name. I think we and when he t- when we do that, you kind of know like oh well, the guy's gonna die. He's dying anyways, but he's for sure gonna die now. Um, mm-hmm. And then it just kind of emphasizes Arya's uh, like obsession with death right now. You know, like yeah, she that like that's all her that she knows. That's all her life has been for the past however long. And then the Hound t- shows her how to kill someone properly, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then quickly is like ambushed from behind um, by people that she was in, she was locked up with when she, at uh, uh, when she it? was with the, the Night's Watch, okay. like on her way north with the Night's Watch. Okay. So there there were three in that cage. One was Jack and Agar, yeah. who became her friend, right? And the other two were Rorge and Biter. And they were just thugs. Like weird guys. The guy was actually his name is actually Biter. Yeah, is the one who no one knew his real name and he liked to bite people. Mm. Who bit? He bit uh, the, hound, the yeah. hound. Which and doesn't? Then I guess the hound just like snapped his neck or what? I, it looks like it. Yeah, he like grabbed him and, like it kind of heard like a snapping sound. It's not clear. And then the other guy was just quickly like stabbed in the neck in the heart. I like the whole yeah. like I can't yeah. add him to my list because I don't know his name. And then he says his name and then sta- instantly stabs him. It was great. Yeah. Um... I was, it was a weird scene for me, but whatever. Like, Arya's getting better, I guess. To me, it seems to me like there is weirder scenes than that one, than this one. This is the least of the weird scenes <laughs> in this week, in this episode. Um, then they like they had, they sit down and like he has to like clean his wound, and he obviously doesn't want the whole like fire thing. He's really tells he tells Arya the whole story about how he got his face burned. And uh, so he's kind of opening up. They're kinda, it's kind of a lot of like really a bonding moment for the two of them, you know. Yeah. And uh, his neck looks really bad. <laughs> um, and we know that um, we've seen infections kill people before, huge yeah, people Joker, before. Yeah. yeah. So I, I would I wouldn't be surprised if that um, did something that you know, if right before she was gonna make it to the Erie that he died and she couldn't get there now. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway. So then we have Brienne and Pod, and they're in a uh, a tavern, I guess, having some food. And who else but Hot Pie is there? Oh yeah, I forgot about this scene. <laughs> I totally forgot. Um, so I always thought Hot Pie was a weird name. I think I remember saying that like yeah. way back then, and it still is a weird name, just Hot Pie. But it's, um, it's not his name. It's his name because he makes hot pies. Mm-mm. Well, what's his real name then? They he don't know. By Hot Pie. Yeah. Anyway, and then he tells he's giving he's like rambling on about gravy and like you can't you can't skip the gravy, and uh, and then she kind of like says that they're searching for Sansa and then Pod is kind of like you shouldn't tell people we're searching for Sansa, and, which I mean he's right about yeah even though he's proven wrong he's probably still right yeah I know which is I I thought the same thing I was like well he's still right. Just because this one time and the <laughs> one in a million chance that they would run into this one guy, you know, and so they find out that Arya is alive. So it's the first time that anyone but um, I guess Arya and the Hound know that she's alive. And the Brotherhood. Oh yeah, the Brotherhood. Oh yeah, I forgot. I completely but, forgot about them. Even though they mentioned them in this episode, it's like, what are they, are they still out there? Are they still doing stuff? Yeah, they're like, still out there, just raiding, killing <laughs> Lannisters. <laughs> okay. And, uh, so, and then Pod kind of, what does he do? Like, he, he, he said that, uh, Tyrion made him learn all the houses and who hates who. So he kind of had insight into where she might be going and says that she's probably going to, um, the Eerie, 
because their aunt Lysa is there, right? And they hate the Lannisters, which all makes sense because we know that that's the case, right? Um, so they get to like a fork in the road, and like I'm not sure if we're supposed to like know that they're going one direction as opposed to another, like sort of like the eerie because they said they were going to the wall, right? Originally. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like turning right is, I guess, turning east towards the Erie instead of going north, but no. Wouldn't turning right, if you're facing north, be going west? No. Oh, yeah, no, that would be going west. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're right. Okay, whoa. Yeah. My map just got flipped around in my head. Okay. <laughs> um, I thought, for whatever, in my mind of, like, my map of uh, Westeros, the Erie is always, like, over on the left, far left side, which is the west, I guess, technically. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's not. It's over on it's the, the pretty much the opposite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's where that confusion came from. Okay. So then makes, that that scene makes more sense. Um, so they do choose to go yeah. to the Deary. So and they have horses, and it doesn't take them very long to get anywhere. This whole like apparently yeah. people it doesn't take long for people to get. I don't know. The whole timeline thing is still bothering me because like it took so long for. for- a like, lot of other shit to happen. Yeah, right? well, that and like how far, like how slowly are uh, the Hound and Arya moving? Like, you know, like they have horses now. Why haven't they got to the? Yeah. Why haven't they already gotten to the Eyrie? <laughs> they've been like all season just walking that way. And it seems like they're already fairly close. Like, you know, they're already in the Liverlands, right? So it's like they weren't super far. So well, why? One, one thing that I would say is for like just for that what's his name uh Locke to have gone from the dreadfort to the wall and all that in like that's that's a further distance i'd say in uh, two that's, and a half that's episodes a huge distance yeah <laughs> did it in one episode or maybe, two, maybe maybe had um a uh uh what's it called snow Dragon? no 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 uh uh dog sled <laughs> i wonder if they have dog sleds in in Westeros they know, we know uh, they have they dogs do. they do they do uh well so some of the clans in the north like the wildling clans do oh okay that's cool. I was looking at things. It makes sense that they would have dog sleds. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah. So, Hot Pie's still alive, still making pies. Um, makes he big. Is that a pie or a cake or something? He it's, has bread? It's bread, yeah. Okay. It's direwolf bread, which, I mean, it's not going to last, but whatever. <laughs> well, they'll probably just eat it. Not a big deal. Yeah. Um, so, I think, is there anything else you want to talk about that uh, there? I completely forgot about that scene. Okay, so. all right, fair enough. And then, okay, so we can go up to the north, Castle Black. John's come back from uh, Beyond the Wall. Mm-hmm. Everyone's happy about it, I guess. Everyone except for... Thorn. Yeah. They, well, he's never happy about anything, really. But he really dislikes John. Yeah. Um, so, he comes back, and then they have another meeting, very similar to the one that they had before, where the, he left, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he, his suggestion is to bury the tunnel, collapse the tunnel underneath the wall. Uh, because he said the, what did he say? How far away were the wildlings? He said they were like really close, right? Like a yeah, fortnight away. I, I guess I can't, he said something like they had, they, they had outriders that saw or whatever, mm-hmm. but the wildlings were, were nearing Craster's. Okay. Which isn't so far from the wall, right? Yeah. So well, they're very close. Like maybe an episode or two away. Well, <laughs> on, who knows? I mean, it takes maybe longer distance. Now. Yeah. Um, it's like, uh, was it the whole space thing where it's like, you can do, uh, it's like a parsec is actually not a unit of time. It's a unit. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. It's unit of distance. Okay. Um, that does not, to, not to get super nerdy or anything. <laughs> That's uh, what this is about. so anyway, so he's, he suggests sealing the wall, the tunnel, um, to prevent giants from getting like breaking, or just anybody like yeah. like for the record that's what that's one of the wall's only weaknesses you know like if that were sealed it would just be like a, sh- a 
you know, sheer wall of ice. Yeah. So they can't get through there. They would only, the only way through is over, which is obviously a lot harder. So, you know, a hundred men on the wall could throw away a thousand if they are trying to climb over. Yeah. And that probably more, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you, I don't know. But it's yeah. also their only way out there to two range and to get wood. Yeah, but at this like point, what, who cares? <laughs> I mean, I, I guess from our perspective, it's like, this seems like a great idea. And even like the builder is like, kind of like, yeah, he's not sure. Uh, he kind of like he does seem like maybe you know what, maybe not. Why not? You know, so I'm maybe I'll be, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, John like secretly like sabotages the the tunnel, like collapses it on like on his not on himself, but like does it without anyone's permission. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, that wouldn't help his standing at in with the Night's Watch. And we didn't see any we'll Sam. See. We didn't see any Sam today. So, oh, Great. he just kind of well, no, he just I think he like shook his head or something like that. He was there, he just didn't do anything. Okay, <laughs> well, I don't I, like Sam. I really don't like well, Sam. Well, I mean, who does? He doesn't do the smartest things, to be honest. Sometimes he does. He's just annoying that he's so scared of everything, you know? Yeah, but like, he, if you read the books, you get POV chapters, so you're like you're doing everything from his perspective, and oh, it's just works. so annoying to that you're forced to be that character. Because <laughs> he probably says, like, oh, I don't want to do that, because that's too, like, obviously the worst writing. Oh, I don't want to do that. I, that is too scary. I would not like to do that, because I am scared. <laughs> but it's kind of, I know, you know yeah, you're, yeah. You're, 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 you're not far off. Okay. Um, what else can we take away from the scene? Not much, really. Uh... Biggest thing out of this scene is just that, yeah, the, the... wildlings are getting close, and, and then they're, the watch is still divided about how to deal with it, how to prepare, you know? Yeah, like, I don't understand, like, he says, like, oh, you know, well, the wall's been, has stood for, you know, thousands of years or whatever, without, and the, you know, the tunnel's been there and all this stuff, but, like, they never faced this kind of problem before, and they have way less people, like, why is he, like, so, like, adamant that they'll be fine? Or is he just Thorne more... doesn't really believe John as like to in terms of the wildlings numbers and stuff, and jo- Thorne doesn't trust John because he spent so much time with the wildlings. Mm. That's why they're so divided. Like he doesn't trust him; he still thinks he might be working with the wildlings. So sealing the tunnel might help them in some way. I don't know, but yeah. that's where the divide. Okay, well, then, right? when you put it that way, I guess it makes more sense. Like if you're in his position, you have this guy who comes back from you know hanging out with the wildlings for a year, and then yeah. it's like, hey, guess what? I have this really, it's like this drastic plan that you know. No one else has suggested, but I think it's a great idea. And you might be skeptical, right? Yeah, of course. So just put them up on top of the wall and show them, like, the giant army because you'll be able to see them right away from the wall. Yeah, it's coming up. So, like, I feel like... And then that should give you enough time. By the time you see them from on top of the wall and you go, like, okay, you're right, then you could probably collapse it. But whatever. We'll see what happens. Um, So moving on to Marine. We have uh, Danny... Uh, she kind of, kind of saunters into her her bedroom, and Dario's there with flowers. What did he say something about like swimming across like a channel? Yeah, he, he swam a great distance to get them from this one island, which seems stupid, but whatever. <laughs> I think doesn't she say that too? He's like, "This don't don't can you not do that? Like that's yeah. a, that's a bad idea." Um, and he climbed into her window, and uh, mm-hmm. which I guess for bonus points because like her bedroom is in a fucking pyramid, <laughs> so. Anyway, so he's just trying to still, like, woo her. And guess what? This time it actually worked. So she has this whole, well, I, like... I don't know. It, it's not really clear what happened. I think it's yeah. pretty clear what happened. I don't think it was that clear. Uh, it's very clear. Didn't really? It's she not clear? She told him to take his clothes off, and that's it. So you think that's all... It, it ended there. And then he left yep. in the morning, and nothing happened. 
Are I you don't know. okay? Really? What? Really? Yeah. Really? Sure. No, that's that's you're crazy. You're crazy talk. Obviously, yeah, they slept together. Like, uh, like. Okay, fine. (laughs) I mean, I don't think there's. Just to me, that doesn't seem like there's any like room for like any other. Like, there's just no room for ambiguity here. Like, that's what happened. I don't know why it wasn't shown. I mean, they're not like they've been shy with doing sex scenes, but I don't know. Whatever. Then he tells him to take her his clothes off, and presumably have they have sex. And then the next morning, he's leaving, and of course he's leaving at the exact same time that Jorah's walking in because great timing and uh he kind of disapproves because i mean he's the perpetual friend zone kind of well yeah deal. and for a couple of reasons like he he has a weird relationship with, with the nearest that he kind of looks at her as a daughter but then also as a love interest in different ways like at different times sometimes he's just overly protective like because she's such so young and a child yeah. and then sometimes he's in love with her and you know it is so yeah. on so two w- levels which one is it here there is it both yeah, probably a, a piece of both, but I'd say more the jealousy side. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so and then he's like, "Well, can you trust a guy who cut off the com- like the heads of his own commanders or whatever?" And uh, she's kind of like, "I guess you're right," but like, so her plan. She originally sent Dario to retake Yunkai, right, and mm-hmm. to kill all the masters there. Yeah. That was her plan, and then Jorah has a great line about it's tempting to see all your enemies as evil, but there is good on e- uh, and evil on both sides of every war. So that's a gr- like, it's pretty like uh, profound, and Jorah's yeah, usually and it, pretty good at that. But... It's Go good, and it applies to like a lot of the stuff that goes on in the show. In, like it's just in general, you know, yeah. there's good and evil on both sides, and you, we we have characters that we root for on both sides. Hmm. Exactly, and so we have. Uh, so he managed to change her mind as far as like as far as what like so she doesn't want him going to retake Yunkai or what's like what happened like what happened here? Isn't she sending someone else with him? I I don't I I honestly it's like I don't like I guess that one I don't remember but <laughs> I just I know I know that he's <laughs> I know that he said um, or that she said like you know go tell him that I changed my mind no wait tell him that you changed my mind. Which I guess I don't know to give him some sort of sense of like, like Perfect, like good yeah. good boy like yeah. good good boy good boy. Um, so I'm not, again, it's not clear to me exactly what he did. Uh, what's going to be different? But I guess he's not going at least not going alone, or just maybe something to be different. Uh, I we'll see. should probably have remembered that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we have actually, which breaks up the the scene where he tells her uh, where she tells him to take off his clothes, and then. Uh, the scene where she's le- he's leaving the next morning, we have a scene in Dragonstone. And uh, Malisandra's taking a bath. So we get, we goes from like man bum to like chick boobs and then chick bum. And uh-huh, then back uh-huh. to, uh, to Marie. And also, I don't know if I'm the only one. She has very high nipples. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you're probably it, one of the only ones who noticed. Like, no, I mean, it was bothering me. I <laughs> they're too high. Uh, well, I, what is, I mean, can anything really be too high? Like, it, you know, it's like just, a, they're just different. No, they're, they're too high. <laughs> okay. Go, go watch. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, this one is the scene that's weirdest. Like you said, the one, uh, the, the one with Arya and, uh, the hound was weird. This is the weird one. It does seem way out of place. Like, and they've been so good at like building like episodes, like to, they stay in one place longer and they, they work on building like one 
through like through line through the, through an episode and this one just seemed to kind of like just fall in the middle and just be like completely non sequitur with what's going on and like it, with two characters that like almost never interact which is usually great but this one wasn't really so it has Melisandre taking a bath and then Selyse so that's uh Stannis's wife comes in for some reason um and she's kind of like she's being weird because she's always been really weird but like Melisandre asked her to pass her something off her shelf, and then she kind of tells her about how she doesn't, you know, not everything she does is magic, and there's some tricks that she uses to to bring people to the truth or whatever. But I guess the whole reason that uh, Selyse was there is because she didn't want Shireen to come with her on their trip. Is that why she came to visit? Like, I'm not sure. Or is that, did yeah, that just come up? Because I guess... It's weird because Selyse is supposed to be the more dogmatic of the of between her and Sam. Like she's supposed to be all about the Red God and yeah. all about trusting Melisandre. I mean, this it seemed like she didn't fully trust her. You know, she wanted to keep her daughter away from her. Yeah, which is an odd react, uh, way for that character to act. So yeah, but, so she doesn't want Shireen to come, who's the princess or whatever. Yeah. Um, but then she dis- so Melisandre disagrees and says she should. She absolutely has to come, and then. Uh, yeah, which kind of makes you think because all she talked like her talking about her having to come and yeah, like it means that she's part of her machinations. Yeah, but like know? it also means it's like it's weird because like she's never really talked about Shireen before. Like I mean, she went to visit her that one time, and then mm-hmm. I mean that didn't really go very well. And then it's like, well, and then they're talking power about power in King's blood. Yeah, and then they're talking about <laughs> okay, I guess. Um, and then so. <sighs> I don't know, like I don't even know what where like where I'm going with this because like yeah it she's like it's just it like does like why are we talking about this character that they've never talked about before like in the middle of this episode and then like what trip are they going on like we presume that they're going to retake King's Landing I guess yeah. but like it's not made clear either they're like oh, oh yeah they on this army now, they just so. say this trip that we're going on or like blah 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 but like all we saw last time was um, talking to a pirate like that was that was the extent of they're building their army like that's just it's just not great like progression you know what i mean i will say that in terms of uh the, the ambiguity there like there's a reason for it because we, we don't want it we're not supposed to see you're not supposed to really no no not that's, that's not that i shouldn't say that but like they're getting their army and they're going back like well sure this may like you need to know yeah but wait, for you that's easy to say like in yeah, retrospect but like for me who's never like this just doesn't it doesn't fit like it I feel like this scene could have been done after another scene from before or like a scene that we might get later. The scene might have fit better afterwards. Like it just doesn't really because we don't know what their voyage was. If they'd said, okay, now we have this army that we haven't seen them get yet. Now we're going to go do this. And then they talk about doing that, but also bringing Salit or Shireen with them. Then it makes more sense. Right. But then this just seems out of order almost, you know, like we're missing a scene. A lot um, of the stuff, this a lot of the like the littler, the smaller storylines this season have felt like that. They're just like thrown in there, you know. Not this one wasn't as sloppy, I guess, but it, it was. It's just, it seems very like abrupt. It's just like mm-hmm. in and out, and no, no, nothing's really answered. Nothing, nothing is really even accomplished. <laughs> That's true. I mean, it, it's a weird, it's just a weird scene. I mean, and then why is like, and then you hold know, the whole thing like, why is Melisandre need to be naked the whole time? Like, how does that add to the scene in any way? Like, I don't. You know, I mean, I understand how it does, but like, what benefit? Like, would the scene be any worse with her like clothes? Like, I don't think it's so. Probably because it's hard hard to find clothes that can cover up the nipples, so they probably just <laughs> always have her naked because their nipples are too high for regular clothes. Well, that, we know that's not true. She wears that robe at the end. 
Yeah, it's it's adapted. It's like specially tailored for her nipples. <laughs> okay, Dan. All right, you need to get over the nipples. Um. Anyway, at least there was some like equal uh, equal rights as far as uh, as male and female nudity. Although there was a little bit more female nudity, just yeah, slightly well. more, but whatever. That's um, to be expected. Yeah. Um, and then so we can move on to the eerie where we get, I guess, the finale of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sansa comes out into the snow. It's snowing. You actually like a big smile on her face. And really, when's the last time you saw her smile like that? I mean, really, you mm-hmm. know, she seemed genuinely happy to see snow. So she's it's a little taste of home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's building a snow fort out of um, of Winterfell. And then it's actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then Robin comes out and he's like, being the little brat he is because you can't have Game of Thrones unless you have at least one brat in the show at any one <laughs> point in time. Um, comes along and he kind of like he wants to like help improve it, but then knocks it over and then like stomps on it because he's like a brat. And then he gets a smack, like he's slapped, which is another great. It's always great to see like, a brat slapped in the oh, face. Yeah, little, yeah. <laughs> um, which I wasn't expecting from Sansa, but like she, like she's like, oh, she. I think she kind of regretted it right away, but I was like, still kind of like glad I did it, you know. And of course, uh, Littlefinger, being the creep that he was or that he is, um, is st- <laughs> is watched the whole thing. I wonder how long he was standing there. I mean, really. And then, so he comes down and does even more creepy stuff and talks about her dead uh, mom again. He always talks about her dead mom. I mean, like, literally yeah. all the time. Which, I mean, can't be easy for Sansa, right? And then says oh. this creepy line about how she's a more she's better looking than her mom ever was, which is, I mean, like... <laughs> Super creepy. Yeah, and then... That's what he does. And then he does the most creepy thing and then kisses her. Mm-hmm. And, of course, because, I guess... Um, I guess everyone's creepy in the eerie. Lysa's also standing up and watching everything that's happening. It's a, it's a good <laughs> castle for that, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, you, it's, you could also imagine there's someone behind her staring at her watching them. That's the audience. Yeah, and then like, well, no, well, kind of, yeah. Whoa, mind blown. <laughs> and then... So you're like, oh shit! So that's not good because you know that whole thought, like that whole thing, like two episodes ago, where she freaked out on she was crazy about her, her like being a whore or whatever, and not being um, a virgin. So then she's like, then the next scene is like Lysa standing in front of the moon door, and you're like, okay, this can't be good. And then she calls Sansa in, and she's like, I like I'm sorry, I didn't mean it, whatever about like slapping Robin. She's like, that's not what I'm talking about, you idiot. And then like grabs her hair and like essentially threatens to throw her out the fucking window, right? Or a door or whatever it is. Yeah. And, uh, and, and obviously sense it being, walks. yeah, little, and like saves her, like, I guess, oh, essentially yeah. well, calms, calms down. Lysa saves her from immediate death, I guess. Not be, not from more creepiness. He definitely, he definitely didn't save her from more creepiness. <laughs> um, Absolutely not. so Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So he, he like brings her in, and uh, like calms her down and then says the whole like you know I've only loved one woman my entire life and then like grabs her by the arm and is like my your sister and like pushes her out the fucking moon door which Ooh. makes sense because I mean they've been teasing that moon door forever and like yeah. someone's got to fall out of it eventually um, my question is though is like what is he going to say that she fell or like how is like yeah, how's, not really clear. how's how little finger going to get out of that? I mean, it ends right there, right? There's no like aftermath. It just, she's done. She yeah. falls through and then that's it. So, and you have Sansa now who went from, uh, being 
tormented by this crazy lady, which now to being, I guess, tormented might be the wrong word, but like hardcore creeped on by uh, Littlefinger. Yeah. And uh, it just seems like her, her situation might have improved slightly. Well, Is that fair to bit, say? But Yeah, but also now she's implicated in the murder. And, and maybe. I mean, well, they're the only two that were there. She has to lie for him in order, you know what I mean? Like, Well, yeah, because if she says that she, well, I mean, oh, yeah, that puts her in a kind of a, a, a pickle, hey? Either it she says. Both of them in a pickle, but Littlefinger's always been good at getting out of these things. Well, right? like no, he, I think he, well, I mean, I don't think he, he's never done anything as like a crime of passion. Like, I don't think that's, well, I think this was premeditated in some, oh, yeah, some degree. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, like, for all we know, he knew that she was standing and watching him when he kissed Sansa earlier, right? Maybe, yeah. He's the kind of guy that would know, I guess. But he, he is, yeah, it is obvious that it's premeditated that like his plan all along was to marry her and eventually do this. Eventually, you know, get rid of her because yeah. he didn't love her. So now you have Sansa who has to deal with the, like, the, the fallout of this somehow. I, like, I'm sure she, I'm, I don't know. It's not like she's going to be accused. I would be very surprised. The other surprised. thing that it's that, uh, probably easy to forget is that... Um, the and Lysa and Robin and Littlefinger are the only ones that knew who Sansa was. Everyone else, he told what she, everyone that uh, she was his bastard child. That's right. That's a good point. Hmm. So, like, she's now between the two of them, like, they have to explain this. And I mean, Littlefinger had that great uh, speech, I think, in season two, maybe last season, about chaos being a ladder, like how he, he like, you know, yeah, lands and like you roll with the punches kind of deal, but. So this is one of those situations and that he's he thrives in. So what do you do with Robin then? If you're Littlefinger, it's like you have this brat, I guess, who's like been out of line for so long now. I mean, and who like, is still the, the, you know, Lord Protector of the Vale for all intents. Like, well, no, in, because in I title. thought, well, I thought Littlefinger would be kind of like the regent, you know, he'd uh, be in charge until Robin came in power. I see. Because now he's married in. Right. So he couldn't, he can't just like take over. It's got, it's still going to be him because he's like the blood son i guess mm-hmm. of okay of john Rob, robin would be is the heir mm-hmm. little figures just hanging on to it for now like a steward okay well anyways it puts him into a bit of a, like like i said a bit of a pickle like i don't this this whole episode like i guess we'll just like might as well cover our overall thoughts uh on yeah. this episode this one was one of my favorites of the season i think it had some really sure. cool, like strong performances uh it wasn't like there was a lot of action but like i like when there is like a big aha moment like we had at the end or well, at the end end with the scene with uh with Tyrion and and Oberyn. Oberyn and it just like I said some great character work watching um watching uh Arya and the Hound that whole like bonding thing and that like I just really liked that scene for some reason I, you didn't care for it but um mm-hmm. I liked it and then uh I mean uh, the stuff in Marine, I guess I could have done without. It wasn't really much going on there. It didn't really matter. It was just checking in, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the stuff with the wall. I mean, I like pretty much all the things that uh, happen at the wall. Um, but Yeah, that's definitely one of the more interesting storylines, like, currently. That and it, the, the King's Landing, like, Tyrion's Yeah, like, I feel trials. like every time we, we go there, it's always for just, like, a small amount of time. Like, I guess maybe they're saving up for, like... I mean, we know the Wildlings are coming, so maybe they're saving up for when it's, like that's the big like the big moment and we're gonna spend a lot of time there during that i'm guessing maybe i don't know also you know i was reading uh the other day um about like the different swords um in game of thrones and the one that john has is the one that was given to him by uh, lord commander mormont right yeah and um is it valyrian steel 
Yes. Okay, it is. And okay, so the hilt has a wolf on it, but apparently it was before it was a a, a, was bear, a bear, but yeah. it was changed after he was given to John. <clears throat> well, what happens I, again I, in the books? What happens? I don't remember what happened in the show. In the books, when like in season one, where that uh, that the, the white attacks yeah. moment, and then John lights it on fire, but when he burns his hand, whatever. Yeah. So that fire actually in the book spreads and like takes out a lot of that tower and the sword was in there. So the sword is fine itself, like the blade, yeah. but the hilt and the pommel and everything were ruined. So then when the Lord Commander had it remade, he had it fashioned with a wolf head instead. Oh, uh, okay. That's pretty cool. I still think it's the coolest looking sword in the entire show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I just, every time I see it on screen, I like, that's like so cool. Like just, a, I'd be like, just imagine holding that like is badass. But anyway, yeah, for sure. um, I just thought that was cool that it was like used to be a, a bear because it's like that's the sigil of his home. Of so why was I mean I feel like we might have touched on this before, but why was Lord Mormont the one that was sent to the wall? Or like you know what I mean? Like why did how how come? I think no, he chose. He volunteered. Okay. There was a time when it was like a the honorable thing to do. Uh, so at that point in his life, his son Jorah, who's with Daenerys was inheriting all his lands and was going to be lord of the castle so he went to the nice watch oh uh, okay but then he Some, kinda, something like that yeah but then he did the whole selling someone into slavery thing yeah and then he had his self-exile is that what happened yeah yeah Jorah? he was going to be killed mm. ned stark was supposed to kill execute him and then he chose exile instead i see you can do that well you don't he just <laughs> ran away <laughs> okay um well, yeah, I think, anyway, so my overall impression of the episode, I really liked it. Um, I think we're really coming into probably, like, the, the peak. I mean, it's really going to start to reach its climax over the next two episodes, I think. Um, I mean, we don't know about the 10th. 10th's usually a little bit more of, like, a uh, like yeah, wind-down kind of thing yeah. before the next season. But I I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if the 10th episode is pretty big this year, too. Um, what did you think of this episode overall? Oh, I loved it, for sure. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to like sit down and think if it was my favorite, but for sure up there, my favorites this season. Every, I, I said it before, but everything with Oberyn has been awesome this season. <laughs> yeah, he's rocked every scene, so I love that. And uh, it was a great way to reveal that. The yeah. rest of it, yeah, even John at the Wall was cool, and the rest of it was kind of meant, but whatever. It was still, and obviously the Tyrion stuff was interesting. Yeah, so like the Tyrion stuff, and obviously the Oberyn thing stole the show, and yeah. that, and like obviously the final like. The like the, the <clears throat> Lysa dying thing was a was pretty big. Yeah, like it, it. But like I think they did it well enough that her death and everything it, that was like the the wow moment. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it, it really overshadowed Oberyn no. deciding to be Tyrion's champion. Like I think they they both had both had, were equally weighted. You know. Yeah, and like that scene alone really is what you know. Bring, like, yeah. Like it was just Lysa dying. Like that wouldn't have been better than season episode two, for instance. If that was like the big moment. But like that scene alone brings it up to the top of the list for me for sure uh but yeah so um is there anything else we want to touch on in this episode before we wrap it up uh i'm just very excited i, I hate that there's a two-week break well i mean yeah i just every <laughs> two-week break is like this the least big of a like deal for me because it's like <laughs> we do what it like so 10 episodes of game of thrones over 11 weeks right yeah. um and then we have like like eleven and months, even between, like yeah. Yeah, like <laughs> like ten months uh, between between seasons. It's like I get like so I, I think about it like like I'll, over the summer and like into the next winter. I'll be like, man, Game of Thrones is coming. Game of Thrones, is, but like it's literally not getting close. Like it's just like always so far away. Um, so one week isn't a big deal. I mean, there's other stuff I want to watch. Like I said, I want to watch um, 
some of those comedies I haven't got a chance to catch up. And I want to, like we talked about on last night's podcast, um, I want to talk about, I want to re-watch uh, um, Ides of March. So. Oh, yeah. Um, other than that, I think we can wrap it up here. Um, sure. Always find us on Twitter at Tower Babblecast. Make sure to rate us and like us. If you like us, you know, write a nice review. Um, write a mean one if you don't, for all I care. I mean, any reviews, I guess. <laughs> yeah, um, any feedback. <laughs> on uh, on iTunes uh, or even on Facebook, facebook.com slash Tower Babble uh, podcast. I think Tower Babblecast, maybe, I think might be what it is. But anyway, uh, you can find us on there as well. Um, and obviously, Dan's all his written reviews of Game of Thrones come up on uh, the site. Certainly like is, Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, TowerBabblePodcast.com, which is B A B B L E. Uh, not the biblical version um so yeah we will see you guys in two weeks for the uh eighth episode of game of thrones Dan, do you know what's called you said it's the it's called the mountain and the viper so that one should be a good one we'll talk to you then today's game of thrones theme cover was performed by bad bows on youtube it's the two violins cover